You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We got our start writing for San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we covered the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. If you don't already, make sure you go follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. Today, we have to settle some giant beef between Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert because as I'm sure you guys have seen, Justin Herbert was totally dissed on the golf course by Patrick Mahomes who was told, watch out for Justin Herbert next year. And he said, I'll see it when I believe it. So really big words that'll be tough to back up. We'll talk about that beef and his clarification in segment one and just talk about that brewing rivalry if both of those guys are playing at their potential, right? Because that'll be crazy to see. But we are also going to be getting into position groups again. And today we're going to be talking about the running back. So in segment two, we're going to be getting into the starter, the workhorse, Austin Eckler, and talk about what he's going to bring to the table. Talk about him being in this new offense and how he's going to get used, having a good offensive line. And we'll also talk about Justin Jackson. And if he's potentially on the roster bubble all of a sudden for the Chargers in a crowded room, then to wrap up the show today, we're going to be talking about the rookie, Larry Roundtree the third, Joshua Kelly trying to bounce back and make this team, and then the wild card, Darius Bradwell, the hard knock star, that finds himself potentially on the outside looking in as this training camp approaches. So, David, let's go ahead and get into it. First, if you guys need to find a fantasy football show, if you guys are getting ready to do your fantasy football draft as the summer keeps going, there's only one place to go, and that's Locked On Fantasy Football, where Vinny Iyer of Sporting News will get you ready to go and win your guys' leagues. But time to get to the trash talk, David, because, wow, I've never seen such poor trash talk turn into what it did over the weekend. So Patrick Mahomes, for those who don't know, was playing at the American Century Celebrity Golf Championship Tournament and as he was walking down the fairway, a fan yelled to him, watch out for Justin Herbert next year. And he responded, I'll see it when I believe it. So, David, I know we've had a lot of fun with this. You dropped it on Chargers Unleashed yesterday when that dropped on the crossover episode. That was a lot of fun. But really, really bad trash talk. And it is funny to see this kind of thing get so much attention. I mean, it's really funny because it's so stupid, right? I mean, it's so silly. I mean, he doesn't even say the saying the right way. And I mean, I'm sure he he didn't mean it any you know particular way. I mean, he's a competitor. He's trying to you know he's he's trying to talk trash. I mean, Justin Herbert's a quarterback in his division. But I think seriously, he definitely needs to worry about Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert is serious competition in his division. And and hey, at the end of the day, I think it's just playful banter. But for real, he better worry about Justin. And we'll talk about that kind of budding rivalry, obviously, in the same division. It's going to be exciting to see those two go at it again this year because we've only seen one game with the two of them. But the funniest thing about it, and just going back to the trash talk itself, I mean, yes, he says it wrong. So hopefully Patrick Mahomes believes it, or we may never see it from (laughs) Justin Herbert. But really, though, like, I think, you know, I've watched another video, the full video, and the guys out there on Twitter 
who said it, and I do love that he said it, right? But he was calling him a bum and saying some other stuff too, right? And Patrick Mahomes he's definitely is not a bum. Firing I mean, back, right? Just saying something back because he's not just going to take the trash talk. And he said the most mild thing ever, literally. Yeah. So so small, but he still, you know, clarified his remarks on USA Today. They posted asking him when he was doing a sponsorship thing for Bose about the confrontation, about the big beef between the two of them. And Mahomes clarified his comments and said, yeah, I think it got taken out of context. I was talking some trash to all those Raiders and Broncos and Chargers fans out there. I have a ton of respect for him as a player. So I wonder if the guy that said watch out for Drew Locke next year just got laughed at and didn't get a retort back. Yeah, I definitely didn't. Unnecessary shot at Drew Locke. But... It's so funny to see him have to clarify these things. He also just said, you know, not a lot of guys can do what he did in his first year, right? And he has a lot of respect for him as a player and as a person. And he said he played in a lot of tough games, which he did. I mean, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is very, very aware of Justin Herbert. And I think even this is just kind of going back to quarterback speak, right? This is what you're supposed to say if you're Patrick Mahomes. But it is really funny that you just... It couldn't just be left at that. Like, he had to then get asked about it again by the media. But the Chargers stay in the headlines. Oh, my God. And he absolutely got shredded for that, too. I mean, everyone was just ribbing him and just giving him the business for that, which I think is really funny. But, I mean, hey, Patrick Mahomes is in in that weird situation where, I mean, he's a a mega superstar and he has the cameras on him at all, you know, all moments. He can't really say anything in particular, right? So, I mean, I'm sure he just said, you know, the most mundane thing that came to mind, and that's what that was. So, I mean, and, you know, he's in his division. He knows he's going to have to play against him. But, I mean, these these guys, these quarterbacks, I mean, they're all in the same fraternity. I mean, they're all competitors, but I'm sure these guys, you know, hang out all the time and, and do things off the field. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a hilarious situation because – Patrick Mahomes, that just that whole comment just made him look like a total square. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and he kind of is, right? He's a little bit dorky for being, you know, one of the most talented players we've ever seen play that position. With a half a billion dollar contract. Totally. And I can just picture Justin Herbert walking into his locker, right? And on the back of his locker, he just has that excerpt from Patrick Mahomes on it that <laughs> says, I'll see it when I believe it. And it's just like, that's with he, the Kermit meme. Of he, course. he stares at that and just like fire burns behind his eyes because he can't believe he could ever be disrespected so much. And we already could probably tell you right now what Justin Herbert's response to the whole thing would be, but probably sound pretty robotic if it's anything like yeah, most of yeah the I, uh, I respect Patrick a lot um and uh, you know it's gonna be really cool competing against them this year uh, and, I think it would uh, be know, like luck to them more like you know Patrick's a really special player and he's done a lot of really good things in this league it, you know <laughs> so, something along those lines but straight from the PR people either way though this is something to be excited about I mean there's been all this talk about you know Aaron Rodgers potentially coming to the vision. Deshaun Watson before that whole thing blew up very quickly heading to the AFC West, but there's already two premier talents in the division. So I think that is something to get very excited about. Like it does suck to have Patrick Mahomes in your division, right? But it feels really nice to at least have some hope that Justin Herbert is the guy that could potentially go toe to toe with him on any given Sunday. 
It really is, man. I mean, it's really exciting to have a kid who has just so many talents, is so intelligent. I mean, I'd like to see some more of the personality off the field. On the field, it, it seems like he's having a ton of fun out there. I mean, he's, he's a kid playing a kid's game, and you really see that. You you see those smiles and the joy that Justin Herbert plays, plays the game of football with, and that's uh, you know I think that's really fun to watch. And when you're enough of a kid, you're kind of just dumb enough to you know get thrown in there week two and then go up big on the reigning Super Bowl champions because you don't know any better, right? You don't know that the spots probably should be too big for you, but you come in there, you ball out, and that's kind of been Justin Herbert. It doesn't seem like he's been rattled by much, you know, outside of a couple of games where still his body language was good. Even in the games, the offense totally fell apart. Doesn't seem like it's ever really gotten him down, and that's something, you know, he's talked about and the team has talked about as well. But Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert is going to be a matchup that's going to be put on many a primetime game for the NFL. I mean, if they know what's good for them, they know having those two square off a division rivalry on top of just two really, really good players and potentially two franchise players if Justin Herbert keeps going at this trajectory. Get that in front of as many NFL fans as possible. you got to feature the young stars, Dan. And just sit back and enjoy it. I mean, the whole NFL world deserves that. And if the first game, the overtime 58-yard field goal game, is any you know indicator of what these games are going to be going forward, Lord help my blood pressure. But we do have two <laughs> more segments to get into because we're talking running backs today. A very interesting running back room that one, maybe two of these guys will end up not making the final roster when the season begins. So we're going to start with Austin Eckler, the premier player in that group, and Justin Jackson coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing right now, guys. And you also have the NBA Finals going on. I mean, that series looks like a series all of a sudden again. Now you can bet on some UFC action on the weekends, always some big fights and many more on the horizon. And that's what I like because I want to bet a little. I want to find an underdog in hopes that he just lands that one punch that wins me a lot of money. And you can bet on, you know, first round knockouts, a whole bunch of different things. But if you're only into football, which you're listening to a football podcast, the great news is you can bet on Justin Herbert to potentially win MVP. You can bet on the Chargers to win the AFC West and where their placement is in the AFC West. Even if you think you're getting, you know, they're going to play second, you can win some money on that. But all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device. And right now, you will even get some free money to play with to get into the game. If you use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, one word, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, one word at Bet Online, your online sports bike experts. All right, David. Well, we will get into, you know, maybe some of the guys that we don't know as much about in the next segment when we talk about, you know, or the rookie, Larry Roundtree, talk about Joshua Kelly. But let's start by talking about the a couple of players that we know very well at this point. One of those is Justin Jackson. But I want to start with Austin Eckler because after an injury-plagued season, I think that he did the most with what he had to work with. He still averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Still led the team in carries because of, you know, numerous other injuries and some inefficiencies by some other players. But Austin Eckler is the shining, you know, star in that room as we see it right now. He's the guy that's shattered a ton of different undrafted 
receiver records, right? I mean, anything to do yeah. with receptions and receiving yards and things like that as an undrafted player, Austin Eckler is pretty much shattering all of those things. His rise to his second contract, which he just got rewarded with before the start of last season, was just meteoric. He's been so good for the Chargers, and he's such a special player because, yes, he can break something off in the running game, but he can legitimately play slot receiver for 10 snaps a game. He's a mismatch for any linebacker in the flats, and we've seen them you know, use that as a crutch so many times because much more often than not, he's making that linebacker miss in the open field, and that's just been something they've gone to over and over again. Had an 85-yard screen pass touchdown. He just is such an electric player, David. I mean, it's hard to really encapsulize everything he brings to the table, but he will have to be you know, one of the big pieces for this offense to go where it could potentially go it's going to have to you know, have Austin Eckler as a big focal point. Absolutely. I mean, Austin Eckler is one of the catalysts of this team. I mean, when Austin Eckler is getting touches, Melvin Gordon whether that be... be the catalyst. <sighs> How times have changed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. You're, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, when this offense is humming, Daniel, it's because Austin Eckler is getting receptions because he's getting those carries mixed in. It's because he's getting touches. With him, he's not the prototypical running back that needs 25, 30 carries a game. He's a guy that needs touches. He needs to just touch the football, be involved in the offense. When he is, good things happen for the Chargers. Uh, He was hampered with a hamstring injury, so hopefully he's going into this year healthy and he's feeling good. I mean, I think he has a lot to look forward to, Daniel. I mean, as in this new offense, with this new offense, really taking a lot of elements from the Saints. And obviously you look at Alvin Kamara and the success that he's had in that New Orleans Saints offense. If that is what you look at and you see for Austin Eckler in this offense, I think you got to be really excited. And he's got to be really excited about what his stat line could potentially look like at the end of the season. I mean, I think with Alvin Kamara being that kind of template, and I do think Alvin Kamara, although potentially a more naturally talented rusher, of the football, you know, runner of the football. I think they're pretty close as far as receiving. I might even give the edge to Austin Eckler. Both of them are at the very, very top, right? They're the top 1% of the 1%. But that is the interesting question that I have this year, David, because, yes, Austin Eckler averaged 4.6 yards per carry behind the same offensive line for the most part. I mean, it changed a lot of weeks, but that Joshua Kelly averaged 3.2 yards per carry behind, right? So, He made a lot work with very little, but I still wonder at the end of this season with a new and improved offensive line, with a new scheme that I think is more fitting for the guys that they have now than the power running scheme that Anthony Lynn thought they should run sometimes, right? I mean, they never really had the dudes for that, and it still seemed like they were content to do that. I think this fits him a lot better. So I think after this year, We'll think of Austin Eckler as a more complete running back. I think we'll think about him not just as a receiving back, because I do think there is some thought around the league that that's kind of what he is, right? Just a great receiving running back. I think he could get more respect after this season with this offensive line in this new scheme as just one of the best overall backs in the league if he can stay healthy. I definitely see that potential. I mean, he's incredibly elusive. He's very, very strong. He's hard to tackle because he's so low to the ground. I mean, he can slip under tackles. He can break tackles. I mean, he can break your ankles. I mean, he is a very talented running back. He is a guy who can make things happen in this league. And when he has some giant holes 
to run through this year with just a unbelievably improved offensive line, I think you're going to really be able to see the best of what Austin Eckler is going to be able to offer. Yeah, and I think in years past, right, like how many rushing plays just got blown up just by instant penetration? Immediately. The interior of the offensive line was just so poor over the last few years. That ruined so many plays, and like, with Austin Eckler, yeah, I mean, if you get stopped behind the line of scrimmage and you have to stop your feet, now you're recalculating things. That's tough for any running back to do, and it hurt Austin Eckler like it hurt Josh Kelly and the rest of the running backs because of those blown-up plays that we saw last year. You would have to think that those aren't going to happen, and or at least, you know, as much. <laughs> I mean, it can't happen as much. I mean, that's Not almost, as much, almost yeah. impossible. But I also think that where does Austin Eckler – do his best work, right? It's in the open field, hands down. And when you're running a wide zone running scheme, if you can find that crease, and I don't even need, you know, a garage door opening. I just need a crease. And you weren't necessarily getting that before. He gets into that daylight, and then he's magic, right? And then it's, look out, here comes a big play. So I do think just on average, he'll average more yards per carry and things like that. But I do think you'll see more explosive plays from him in the rushing game too, which is something that they've desperately needed. Not a lot of explosive plays coming from the running game. But if I told you Justin Herbert led the Chargers in rushing touchdowns by two touchdowns last year, so they need more out of that position. But speaking of somebody who has shown he can be an explosive runner, I also want to talk about Justin Jackson. And usually we do the starters right in the first of the two positional breakdowns when we do it this way. Justin Jackson, as much as he could have a big role on this team, he might be on the roster bubble, David, right? We've seen three seasons of it now at this point. He was a seventh-round pick who didn't end up making the opening day roster his first year, came back and proved that he had what it takes to be here. I mean, that Steelers game alone in 2018, it was like, oh, damn, this kid might not just be, you know, Some dude, he could be like a special kind of dude, right? And then it's injuries, it's long absences between those exciting moments. And I think, David, the thing is, is he has the talent to make the team. I think if he has a fully healthy camp, I don't think anything's going to stop him from making the roster because I just think he's too talented to kind of leave off of it. At the same time, he tweaks his hamstring. I mean, God forbid, right? Does he get another chance? Do they want to hold on to him? After that, and I think that's the really dangerous thing about this training camp for him is yes, he has to prove with the new coaching staff that he deserves to be there, he has to go all out. But how attached are they to him when there's a couple of guys, you know, Josh Kelly, Larry Roundtree, who are going to be out there putting their best foot forward as well? Well, I mean, Justin Jackson reminds me of the fine China. I mean, he. He he's so exciting to watch. He he's a he's a good commodity. He can really help you, but he's easy to break. And I mean that's that's what sucks. He's missed 19 games in his NFL career. That is a lot, guys. I mean it's really hard to keep, you know, keep over that rhythm. Over 3 seasons, yeah. Yeah, over yeah, over 3 seasons, right? So that's but more he's than missed, 6 games per season. Right, which is it's crazy. I mean, I've said many times if you can't be available, then you can't help the team, and that's been the thing for Justin Jackson. His his, his leash, his rope with the Chargers, it has to be short because he has to prove that he can stay healthy. He didn't have these issues in college at Northwestern. He was able to stay healthy. He was very productive. He's productive when he is healthy, but he needs to put it all together this year and in training camp. He has to be productive. He has to show out and he has to stay healthy. If he does that, he can make a difference. He's one of the most shifty, agile running backs on this team. He can make 
big plays for sure. He has that ability. There's no question about it. But he also needs to work on getting in the end zone more too. I mean, he didn't have any touchdowns last year. And I mean, for a guy who is as elusive as he is, he's got to get into the end zone if he wants to stay on this team. I mean, stay healthy and be productive. And Justin Jackson can definitely be a member of this three-headed monster. And for Justin Jackson, I mean, I think it's just such a huge year because he has to, you know, prove that he should be on the Chargers. But the other thing about it is, is he also has to prove to another team potentially next season that he deserves a contract, right? It's a contract year for him. So he has everything to prove and he has the ability to do it at his best. He is the most elusive running back on this team. I think the wide zone scheme fits his skill set really, really well because he's another guy Like a glove. And when he's in the open field, I mean, it's really hard for safeties and corners to bring him down just because it's hard to hit him square when he has that kind of space to work with. So I'm really excited slash nervous about Justin Jackson. But I think there's, you know, you can kind of say that about every one of the guys that's coming up next because we're not sure any of these guys 100% are going to make the roster. But is sixth-round pick Larry Roundtree kind of have a leg up because they just spent a draft pick on him? We're going to talk about him. Darius Bradwell, the wild card, and Josh Kelly looking for a bounce-back season coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that right now the best protein bar on the planet, Built Bar, is doing a special where they have a delicious new flavor out, and it's the grasshopper cookie flavor. Do you guys like Thin Mints? I think pretty much everyone in America likes Thin Mints. That's what this new bar is going to taste like, and that's what Built Bar does. They make protein bars that are great for you, but they also taste like a candy bar. So you can have something that feels like it should be guilty, right? But you don't have to have that guilt with Built Bar. And it's not just the grasshopper cookie flavor. I mean, there's so many great flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, salted caramel, so many good flavors and so much variety. Nine different flavors to choose from, plus that grasshopper cookie flavor. So you can keep switching it up, keep spicing things up. And I know, you know, for all you bodybuilders out there, everyone who's on a diet, which if you're like me, is pretty much every month I'm on a diet. So it will fit with your diet as well. And that's what's exciting. And pretty much all the bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, which is great. And most of them only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five net carbs and are also super filling as well and can definitely get you through your day. But right now we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars. If you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15. To get 15% off your order, that's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at Build.com. All right, David, well, we talked about Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler in this running back group, and I think those are two guys we're very excited about, and there's more guys I'm very excited to see just simply because of even storylines to some extent, and I think that's kind of where Joshua Kelly fits into this. So let's talk about the second-year running back, Joshua Kelly, who... The first three games of the season last year, I feel like we thought, hey, this is exactly what the Chargers were kind of looking for. He's fitting that role perfectly for them, right? Getting, you know. Well, I think even before that, right? I mean, I think in training camp, everybody was talking about him. And, I mean, he was the talk of of camp. I mean, everyone was really excited to see what this guy was going to be able to do. And he, he carried it over into the beginning part of the season. Exactly. And I think it was a very specific moment right where you kind of saw him lose it and it is weird to kind of see athletes lose that confidence in real time and just be able to be like oh hey that's the moment and it could be none of those things right I mean Joshua Kelly could be the same running back all along had better matchups right had better blocking and just looked better but he just looked like he was carrying the ball 
with more aggressiveness. He was just barreling through people earlier on the season. Then he has back-to-back fumbles in weeks three and four, and the confidence seemed to be shot. I mean, he was one of the least efficient running backs in the NFL last year. That's just statistically, right? I mean, he averaged 3.2 yards per carry. That's bad. Not good. Really bad, right? But it was especially noticeable after those fumbles because after week three, he had 187 rushing yards for the rest of the season. In weeks one through three, he had 167 yards in those games. Jesus. So 20 less yards than he had in the back, you know, 13 games of the season is what he had in the first three weeks. And it was just such a steep drop David like it was such a cliff that he seemingly fell off I was very excited about him going into last year it didn't end up panning out towards the end of the season so now it's like can he pull off another incredible training camp and get this new coaching staff on his side or is a guy who was a fourth round pick in 2020 already kind of sitting on the roster bubble yeah I mean it reminds me of another Joshua Joshua Perry the linebacker they took in the fourth round I mean he had some hype around him and he just evaporated before you knew it he was gone and he never for Joshua Kelly field, really I mean yeah yeah you're right but I mean for Joshua Kelly I mean it's it, he's a guy you like to root for too he's got such an infectious smile I mean he's a guy that can brighten up any room that he's in I mean he's got great energy but you saw him lose confidence and just lose effectiveness before your eyes, and it was it was definitely a, a little bit jarring. I mean, you just don't see that happen very often. And now that the Chargers draft another running back that essentially is being brought in to do what you were brought in to do, I think he's got to really feel like he's got to look over his shoulder. I mean, he knows that I think he has to go out there and perform extremely well if he wants to stay on this team. And usually we don't say that in the second year of a fourth round pick, but for him, I think that's the reality. I feel like I heard you look over your shoulder as you said that. I feel like you, you played it out in real life for the podcast. He got like a little bit quieter. So I love that method acting <laughs> from you. I, I actually did. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I you tell. caught that. Yeah, if you, you know, true listeners will be able to catch that. But yes, I mean, Joshua Kelly, especially with the situation, right? Because the Chargers didn't get a pick in rounds two or three last year after trading up to get Kenneth Murray in the first round. So you had to watch all of day two as other teams picked all these players. And you're waiting, right? Salivating to see who that next pick will be in the fourth round. And it ends up being a running back, which, you know, I think a lot of people thought it was a position they could add to. But I don't think a lot of people loved it right off the bat. Then he impresses in training camp. He looks good early on. Is a great locker room guy. If anyone I feel like could kind of instill that confidence in him, I think it would be Brandon Staley, though. And hopefully this new offensive coaching staff, too, just because it couldn't have been easy having those fumbles when the head coach is an old-school former running back. So who knows oh, what man. factor he, that I'm kind sure of played into I'm sure giving him the absolute business, man. Sure. And that I mean, be yeah. Rough. And I and like it also depends are they going to keep 3 or 4 running backs? Are they going to keep 4 running backs and Gabe Neighbors? That's another situation that kind of has to unfold, right? I do think that Trey McKitty could even potentially do some of what Gabe Neighbors does and I'm sorry Justin Herbert, you didn't hear that from me. I would never slander your yes. How dare your, you try to take my valet away? Your SB day away like that. But it just does kind of seem unlikely for five, you know, backs, whether it's running backs or fullbacks, to make the team. So it could be three of these guys, potentially. So is it going to be Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, Larry Roundtree? There's a lot of different combinations that you can make an argument for. But 
you have to think Larry Roundtree has a good shot of making this roster just because the Chargers have only brought in one running back, right, since Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi and that offensive staff took over. And it's Larry Roundtree, and you'd have to think in taking him, they felt like he would really fit the new system that they're installing. And I do like him because he was a patient runner, right? He could be decisive. There were some times where he kind of shuffled his feet and got a little caught behind the line of scrimmage and tried to do too much. But for the most part, he was a very dependable, very durable running back that scored a ton of touchdowns. And you have to think they have a role thought out for him. Yeah, and I think that role is coming in on short yardage, on third downs, and in the red zone, in the goal line. That's where the Chargers have really struggled. They've tried multiple different ways to to get the running backs to get the ball across the goal line, and they've had a lot of problems with that. A lot of fumbles, a lot of just you know, just not good play. I mean, you've really resorted to giving it to Justin Herbert, which, I mean, he's good at it, right? But you don't want to put him in that position to do that all the time. And Larry Roundtree showed a propensity to have success doing that in college. I mean, 14 touchdowns his senior year. Also, a guy I think who's going to be able to come in and be a really good pass-protecting running back right away, too. I mean, that's one of the things that just jumped out on the tape for me is he is an, an elite, like, really advanced level pass protector. So for a college I, I, player for sure. Yeah, for a college player. Exactly. Right. But I mean that's a skill set that you can see that translates to the NFL right away. And you could see him being that personal pump protector, right? You could see how he could give you some value on special teams there as Definitely. well, which I think will play a factor in the decision that ends up getting made in this running back group. But yeah, I mean I was gonna bring that up if you didn't. I mean the charges weren't the best pass-blocking running back team, right? And a lot of that's because, you know, if Austin Eckler's back there, he's much more likely to go run a route, right, than he is He's to, more valuable that way. Yeah, than he is staying in there. But now you have another guy who can run two running back sets. We saw that, you know, whether it was Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara or whoever that it was, Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara, they'll have both those guys on the field at the same time. You could see you know, how that can end up playing out because he was good in that way. I, I mean, he's pretty unspectacular, right? I don't want to make him out to be this yeah, giant he does, big he, play He's not going to bring anything in the pa- in the pass game, too. He, he didn't that really catch seen, the ball at yeah. all at the college level. I mean, I don't expect to see that at the pro level either. Yeah, and dump offs maybe, stuff like that. But, yeah, he is in there to be a runner. He's in there to find the hole, get six, seven, eight yards if he can, right, because he doesn't have the best top-end speed. Or, you know, ability to just make people miss like that. But he can be the guy that chews up some yards for you that way. The 746 college rushing attempts, too, especially later on in his career, something I'd be mildly concerned about a little bit. But real quick, because we haven't gone long, and this is a total long shot, but technically Darius Bradwell is still on this roster, David. The guy that got picked Yeah, the guy who got picked on for coming into camp overweight last season still... Hanging around, is there any chance Darius Bradwell makes the roster? None. None at all. <laughs> Unless there's catastrophic injuries, I don't think there's any reason. You might see him on the practice squad. I think that's probably his uh, ultimate destination. But, I mean, looking at if everyone stays healthy, there's there's no chance. Yeah. I mean, and you're probably right. But at the same time, right, if we expect Brandon Staley and them to really be true to what we think they are, which is, hey, the best players are going to make the roster kind of thing, You'd have to think if he, you know, shows out and is just totally the best running back in camp that he'd have a chance. I just sure. don't necessarily see that happening. I mean, I'm definitely leaning to what you're saying, but 
Ah, it sucks. It just sucks. You know, don't be a Ferrari. You're an F two fifty. Like just so many good thoughts. I was pulling be for you. Be who you are, Darius. Yeah, Darius. Do what you were born to do. But that is going to wrap up the running back discussion for today and today's show. I think I'm excited about the group, right? And I think that it's a good collective. And I do think that you're not going to see one guy get 300 carries, right? I think you're going to see two or three guys get, you know, maybe two guys get 150 plus. One guy gets 75 to 100. Something along those lines. I do think it'll be a committee. But I do think they have some talented pieces in there that bring some different things to the table. But... We will be back with you guys on Friday. We are continuing to try to bring on some big guests for you guys. We're going to continue these position group breakdowns. And we are so close to training camp that next week we will be kicking back up into five shows a week. We'll have some guests on next week to preview training camp with us. Super excited about that and super excited to get into this season with you guys. But until then, make sure you follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. The new Odyssey app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. If you guys want to get your pre-training camp voicemails on the show, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. You can also find the show on any of our social media. You can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David on Twitter at DroTalkSD, and you can also find the show on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. The show gets posted to all of those places. You can also find us at LockedOnChargers on Instagram, and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But excited to wrap up this week before we get into every day through the entire season with you guys. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.